It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, September 8th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the last Beckler and Shauna Pisscast of the week. Short week. Something like a Shauna na na. <laughs> Sorry. Something like a Shana. Do you remember that song? I do. Something uh, like a Phenomenon. Who is it by? God knows. I have no clue. Just uh, phenomenon song. LL Cool J. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Anyway, sorry to throw you off there. That's okay. What's happening? What day is it? It's Friday. What's up this weekend for you? Uh, we have a ball tournament. It's our year-end ball tournament with the team that I rarely play for anymore. I have to be honest because it's too late for our blood. But The station team? The station team. It started uh, out as a station team. I think there's only one member from... Two members from the station left on it? Yeah, I started it up. Um, you started this team? I did. And then Manning took it over? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's going way back. Oh, that's, I know. So I was trying to think, yeah, 10, 10 years ago, I guess. Jeez. Because there used to be a long time. all kinds of staff on the team, and now not so much anymore. No, no. It's just like friends and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's our tournament this weekend, so I'm pretty excited. I'm going to play ball Saturday and Sunday. What we're about called, you? We're called the Expos. Get, Get it? McKenna's heading out of town for the weekend. Her sister had a baby. Oh, yeah. So she's going to meet her new nephew. Awesome. Which is exciting. It's very exciting. loves babies. Heck yeah. Uh, and we're going to have a boys weekend. Awesome. We're going to go swimming today, maybe. Um, nice. Where are you going to go swimming? Uh, we usually go to either Southland Leisure Center or the Seton YMCA oh, down yeah. south has a really nice pool, too. Sweet. Um, so we're, we'll probably hit up one of those two places. And then Bo's got so much baseball this weekend. Double headers tomorrow, double headers on Sunday. Too. Jeez. Four baseball games. We're, both of us are going to get a boatload of baseball. We sure. It's supposed to be absolutely beautiful, though. So I'm down for it. I'll be happy out there at the Ball Diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, On today's show, we had a really good show to wrap up the week. Lots of fun, lots of fun. We're going to talk about something that's happening in the music world that I'm not crazy about right now. My wife, McKenna, got indirectly roasted by a stranger again yesterday, which is super fun. Poor McKenna, she's going through a bad stretch. This is some of the worst landlord behavior you'll have ever heard of. We had a real good laugh about this. We discussed whether or not Justin Trudeau will resign before the next election. First segment actually was inspired by we were camping last weekend and we threw something in the fire. It was we threw a log in the fire and for whatever reason it burned black. It burned like this thick black smoke and I was like something was on that log that wasn't natural. I think. Yeah. Um, That'll happen. But then we got talking about why things burn certain colors and you'll see how we arrived at this segment after your out of context clip of the show. This pope is fluent in five languages: English, French, Acadian French. Newfie and Tagalog. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was explaining to my boys recently how they choose the Pope. Oh. Well, you know, the Cardinals all get together and they choose the Pope. And then they, when they haven't made a selection, they burn, I think, is it black smoke or white smoke? And then when they have made a decision, then they burn the other color smoke. And I actually didn't know any of this. So yeah. you're teaching me as well. Interesting. And the people standing out in the square can see if they have a new Pope or ah. not, right? Um Cool. But then I then I thought about this. The last two times that they have chosen a new pope, both Francis, who's the current pope, and Benedict before him, uh, one of the front runners, one of the favorites to become pope, was a Canadian, a Canadian cardinal uh, named Mark Ouellette. Wow. Uh, and he's the he was the bishop of or the archbishop of Quebec. I'm not sure what his title is now, but could you imagine if the pope was Canadian? That'd be so awesome. It'd be kind of cool, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
Like the Pope said, I don't know how much real power they have these days, but there are an awful lot of Catholics in the world. Yes. And there's never been a Canadian Pope before. To have a Canadian represent as Pope? Wow. And then I that got thinking, cool. about, <laughs> thinking about that South Park episode with the Canadian royal wedding. And I was like, what would... <laughs> What would the Canadian Pope be like? What would that uh, papal inauguration look like? And here comes the Canadian Pope at the head of the papal procession. Isn't he pious? Pope Tim Horton I, a conduit between God and the people of Canada. Riding on the glass-covered Pope snowmobile, the Snopemobile as it's been dubbed, throttle wide open. This Pope is fluent in five languages, English, French, Acadian French, Nufi, and Tagalog. He's expected to begin his papacy with a focus on outreach to the poor. We've already seen him visiting slums, offering stick taps to the shin pads of the less fortunate. He's already offered multiple apologies from the church's past transgressions to not holding the door long enough. The procession will make its way through the city and return to the Canadian Pope's residence, which he's renamed the Vaticanland Twin Arenas. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Got some great small town news for you. Nice. Uh, these are all headlines from one place. Bigger Saskatchewan. Ah, New York is big, but this is bigger. Yeah. That's what it says in their welcome sign. Oh my God, that's <laughs> it's awesome. Just phenomenal. Also hilarious because one of the stories, they talk about New Horizons Hall. So they don't have New Horizons Mall, which of course is a big big mall. No, they've got New Horizons Hall. Ah. So trying to be big potatoes, okay. right? Yeah, so... These are all real stories, these too? Are, yes, Love these it. are real stories. So let's just jump into it. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. Our top story this evening. New Horizons Hall is having their annual garage sale where a number of things will be sold. <laughs> this year, Sheila is hosting a knitting event in the basement as well. The number might be zero. It is yet to be seen. It might just be trash. <laughs> Residents are outraged over the poor meat selection at the town's only subway location. And an unsecured load in gas and dash kept the bigger RCMP busy this weekend. The RCMP say a caravan gassed up and took off at a high rate of speed, which meant there was no pursuit due to public safety concerns. Terry says the police should have called him. He's got a 72 duster with a 340. It's probably the fastest car in town. This is an entirely speculative question for you, Shauna. Yes. Um, But I'm sure you've seen all the articles and the polls about how much of a beating the federal government is taking right now, the Justin Trudeau liberals. Yes. Justin Trudeau himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, recently, I think Pierre Polyev, his rating just turned a favorable in the polls. For the first time. Wow. And I don't think that's necessarily so much because of Uncle P himself uh, or his uh, his transformation recently, his new look. He dropped the Millhouse look and he's looking different now. He is, yeah. Um, I think it's just that Justin Trudeau is that unpopular that it's making Pierre Polyev look more popular. Interesting. But this is the question. Do you think Justin Trudeau will resign before the next election, whenever that is? Jeez, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, or do you think the Liberals will go into the next election with him as their leader? I mean, if the polls are looking that badly and he's afraid he's going to take a a dirty beating, then, yeah, would he resign to not... I don't know. I don't know. I've, it's a, it's a, we were talking about it around the office yesterday here. And mm-hmm. It was like, is, a few of our coworkers felt that maybe he was a bit too arrogant to resign before his term was up. But... 
would pride keep you from going into the next election and getting absolutely destroyed? Or does he think, again, like maybe that the polls are incorrect? Maybe he believes that he would still win, so then he won't resign? That's a good point. He has a chance, you know? Maybe it depends on who he's got around him. Like, are people, the people around him, are they saying, no, you're you're still the guy. You can win this again. Yeah. Right? Man, that's a tough call. Because, I mean, if, if he were to resign before the next election... Then the party can start thinking about who's going to replace him. Right. They have a little bit of a run-up before the next election. And he also kind of gets to tell his own story then. Mm -hmm. He can say, this is what I accomplished in my eight years. Here are the things I'm most proud of. And I've done what I wanted to do. And now I can can sail off into the sunset. Whereas, like, if you... have 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 a run this long and then go into the next election and get destroyed, that kind of becomes your legacy, does it not? That's true. So I wonder what he would do. I wonder what conversations are happening in back rooms at the federal liberal party right now. He's in a, t- a tough spot, that's for sure. He sure is. Yeah. Anyway. We'll leave it at that. And Shauna podcast. I'm part of this local Banff group, and uh, somebody just posted a rental listing on it, and it says it's for a three thousand dollar a month two bed two bath townhouse. It specifies, though, that rent will be $500 more in December because us Christmas. That's what it says. $500 more in December because us Christmas, which I'm obviously... I'm guessing was of Christmas? Because of Christmas or it's Christmas, whatever. But but hang on a second. You can't, you can't just increase rent $500 because you want a little more cash in your pocket for Christmas. That's not how this works. I have never heard of that in my whole life. Holy man. So, okay, I have one question just to clarify Mm -hmm. before we absolutely shred this this, this landlord. Um, Is this like a short-term rental? It's a six-month rental, something like that. Because I could, I'm sure Christmas in Banff is crazy, right? Because uh-huh. everybody wants to spend Christmas out there because it's beautiful, and I'm sure hotels go up. And but this isn't like an Airbnb at all. Okay, it's not like rates are going up in December. That I understand, right? Because yeah. yes, if demand drives up prices. Blah blah blah. If it's a month to month lease, then I could see December being no. more expensive. But this is a six month lease. But, <laughs> but one month, December it go. It goes up. This is so. I guess somebody looked into it further and said, "Is this actually what you mean?" And they said, "Yeah, I don't know. The owner just wants to increase the rent a bit in December." It's like, mm-hmm. So That's I like also the craziest thing I've ever heard. Would like to say. pay less rent in December because us Christmas is that possible? That's what I write back. I'm because call- us Christmas, I'm going to come because I need that money for for gifts. Obviously, I'm going to call the bank and tell them that I won't be making the full mortgage payment us Christmas in December because us Christmas. Yes, that's so, what you write down because yeah. it's a recognized bank term. And also, when I when I fill up my truck with gas, I'm going to go in into the gas station yes. and say, I'm only paying half of this because us Christmas. That's so. just it, right? Yes. <laughs> my flights, I'm going to say, I'm going to pay half of this because us Christmas. Uh, December is an expensive time and I'm going to need festive. that money. I need to be seeing my family us Christmas. Because it's Christmas. So. Us Christmas. So why? That is completely insane. It is you a can't jungle out there. You oh cannot just <laughs> Is it a jungle? You got landlords what? doing stuff like this. Uh, no, it's $500 more this month. Why? Hey, I got a speeding ticket. Your rent's going to go up by $180 this us month. Us Christmas. <laughs> what? Okay. Because us Christmas. Holy <laughs> crap. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Terry, the month nominee from front of the show, Danielle. Fantastic. She sent me this clip. It's dash cam footage of a police traffic stop. Okay. And I don't, uh, I don't know where this is from. 
if it's even real, I want it to be real so bad. But the police have pulled over a guy who is driving a Skyjack down the street, a scissor lift. Oh, my God. And here's the audio from it. What's your name? Steve. Well, Steve, I can't have you driving up and down the street in this Skyjack. You're sitting on beer. That's for after. I'm not drinking it now. What about that beer there I saw you drinking coming out of the driveway? Oh, man. I'm just finishing that one was from earlier. That's... Steve, I, I can't have you driving down the road in a man. Skyjack drinking beer. Come once, on, why don't you come on down and talk to me here for a minute? Let's figure this oh, out. Man, I gotta get back to work. No, just come on down. We'll get this figured out and we'll oh, get you man. back to work. No. Steve, come on down. Here's Steve. the best part. Steve starts raising the Skyjack. Oh, <laughs> my. To get away from the police. Terry. Come on down. Come get me. How about that? I'll tell you what, Steve. Get we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. Come on up. The hard way, on the way to jail, we're going to stop by the hospital. Oh, maybe I'll come down. Oh maybe God. I won't. Maybe I'll come down. Maybe I won't. Steve. And now he's going up and down. Oh, I, I can Im- Oh, my God. <laughs> That is phenomenal. <laughs> Who is this man and how do I meet him? Dave. That's Dave. That's Dave. What's your name? Dave. 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 <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> and the police officer is oh, just so patient with him. That beer's from earlier. <laughs> Drinking bear. <laughs> that's not my bear. Oh, man. I want that oh, to be real so my, bad. They, that's Come real. up and get me. Yeah. As he raises oh, the jack. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm heading to Las Vegas in a few weeks with my boyfriend. And uh, we go there fairly often. My Cliff loves Vegas. Just loves it. So I'll go with him, of course. And I always enjoy it, too. But every time we go, I want to look for a different like activity to do something new that we haven't done before mm-hmm. right because we go there fairly often so i'm like i want to try something we haven't done so I'll always look into different experiences and things we can do while we're there well and they have everything don't they they sure <laughs> do so one thing i was debating over doing was racing in an exotic car around oh, the track Oh, that'd be fun i've looked at the like the, the oh yeah the, the places that offer that that'd totally. be so much fun it would be so fun but it's expensive isn't it you only get like a few laps that's and, it yeah. it's very expensive um we've done dune buggy races through the desert before which was one of cool. the coolest things I've ever done because you actually have to chase like a leader through the desert and there's a good chance you can flip your dune buggy. <laughs> it's it's actually like super, it was super intense. So I was like, I would love to even do that again because last time Cliff was riding with me. He didn't want to ride his own. I was like, I would love to do it on my own this time, not have him weighing down my my dune buggy is that uh expensive is it worth it? Yes, it's, yeah, it's uh sorry, it's worth it. It's much cheaper than some of the, I think it was like. Well, it's not much. I want to say like 140 bucks or something. Oh, that's not crazy. And it's a good chunk of time that you're doing it and you're out in the desert. It's awesome. Anyway, and then I was looking into, there's this razor tour slash flamethrowing experience where you get to shoot off a flamethrower for eight straight seconds and it looks pretty damn intense. <laughs> and I was like, that would be awesome. <laughs> Only so, eight seconds, though. Do you get to torch anything, or are you just shooting it into the air? It's into the air, but when you look at it, it's it's crazy. Like, you have to wear the full heat suit, and it goes pretty damn far. And they said it's kind of like they, they compare it to riding a bull, where it's the most adrenaline-intense <laughs> eight seconds of your life, apparently. So I was like, that would be really fun. Okay. I was like, it's a bit crazy, but uh, also fairly expensive. So it's like, yeah. And then as I... Looked into that, I stumbled across, you can drive a tank over a car. (laughs) 
That's a new one that they've started offering. You can drive an army tank over top of a car and crush it. That's now an experience they offer up in Vegas. Okay, that's pretty cool. How much does that cost? $25,000. $25,000? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously not doing that, but I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I guess for some rich person. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be worth it. But then I it's like, <laughs> that's where? ridiculous, Oh, isn't my it? God. Where, where is this going to end? Like, Vegas just keeps offering more and more elevated experiences like this. And again, there's so many people where money is no object. I'm like, what's next? You're going to be able to bomb a building? Like, for $50,000, you can actually launch a drone strike on ISIS. Seriously, You can right? sit here at the controls and... and you know, kill a few ice members. Yeah, yeah. For $300,000, we'll strap your face first to a fighter jet and let you fire a rocket launcher out of your ass. Look at like, that. Yeah, that sounds great. For 500000 you can nuke a small atoll in the South Pacific. Yes, you can actually... Wipe it right off the map. Start a world war. You you pick the country. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. It's funny because uh, Cliff and I, we were deciding what we kind of wanted to do as a big activity. One of the other options was seeing you two at that new sphere in Vegas. Yeah, I don't remember if we talked about that on the, on the podcast or not, but I know you were... Oh, because you almost got scammed trying to buy tickets. Almost got scammed yeah. trying to buy tickets. Um, uh, and then... As we got talking about it more, both Cliff and I were kind of like, I wouldn't mind seeing that show. And it's funny because I, I said I was looking at like the, the, the flamethrowers and the razor mm-hmm. races and stuff, and Cliff's not interested in any of that. Okay. And I'm like, doing that alone, not the same thing. So <laughs> Just showing up, I'm here to shoot the flamethrower. I would like a flamethrower, <laughs> please. Like, just not quite the same. So uh, with the concert, Cliff was really down to go. He wanted to check out the sphere. So we found some tickets that were a little bit cheaper. Still outrageously expensive, but we're going to go check that out. It looks pretty damn cool, though. Like... It's supposed to be the highest F screen in the world, and it's supposed to be like a completely immersive experience. Apparently, you can like feel the wind and stuff in what? there. So they've got like weird special features that go along with the show. So I'm curious to see what U2 does with it because it's new. Yeah. So they're experimenting too, right? And that won't be just any other show. That's going to be, I mean, you said it was expensive, but that's going to be one of those shows where anytime the sphere comes up or anytime U2 comes up in conversation for the rest of time, you could be like, oh yeah, I saw them here. I saw the first show at that venue. I saw U2 at the Sphere in Vegas, which yeah. would be pretty cool. It's funny because U2, like, I, I like them. I could take her. They're not like my favorite band mm-hmm. or anything, but they're one of those bands, um, and I also always try and make a point of this. They're a band that I think, like, you need to see. I just feel like they'd put on an amazing show. It's like, you know, Coldplay puts it on amazing, or some of those massive country artists that I don't necessarily, not my favorite bands, but if somebody... Yeah. I got the opportunity to see Garth Brooks. Friend was like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "You know what? That's a show that I want to see." And it blew me away. So I'm I'm pretty excited. U2 is kind of in it. Whether you love them or hate them, they're in a tier of their own, right? Yes. Like they're they're are they're in that top tier that only a few artists still alive and touring occupy. Yeah. And so. that like their last 360 tour or whatever it was looked really cool and I didn't go to that and so I'm I'm excited. It should be fun. That was the highest grossing concert tour of, of all time. I don't know if it still is. The YouTube I, Jesus. I I'm sure Taylor will beat that. I was on about her. to say, yeah. Uh, what is this it was U2. I think Ed Sheeran had a big one too. All oh, right, yeah. Highest grossing concert tours. Let's Which see. Which was Ed Sheeran so, so crazy because it's just him. Yeah, like, just him. That money goes pedal. straight, and of course, like the. But that's crazy. Yeah, like, not paying a big band or anything. No. You're paying. Uh, oh, okay. So it was actually Elton John's. Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour, uh, okay. which lasted five years Jesus. and grossed $939 million. Five years. Can so. you even count that? That's cheating. 
You just keep going? Uh, we're not the highest grossing tour yet. Let's tour for yeah, another year. That would be like counting Kiss's farewell tour, which has right. been going on since the late 90s, right? It's been going on <laughs> since they started as a band, okay? Um, U2 is the third highest. That 360 tour was the third highest. Crazy. Grossing tours of all time. Uh, Taylor's not on this list yet, but I'm sure. She will be. She will be by the end of it. They should just have a little place spot, a placeholder for her right now. A little asterisk. Yeah. Will be Taylor Swift. Will be. We know. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes offers affordable customization, which if you're a fan of the podcast, you'll have heard all about by now. Heck yeah. Basically, it allows you to make changes to the home that not every builder allows you to do, like moving walls and stuff, making changes to the floor plan. Normally, if you build a custom home, you pay out the ass for it. Yes. But with Shane Holmes, that is more attainable to uh, the average person. And of course, all your finishings and stuff you can customize. Uh, if you're looking to build, talk to Shane Holmes. ShaneHolmes.com. The better, the better way, way to build. build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. McKenna and I were at the hardware store yesterday, and uh, this old timer who worked there came over to help us out. His name was Ron. Oh, hi, and Ron. He's, he's helping me with this thing I was looking at. And then he looks at McKenna and he says, Long lashes. <laughs> and we, me and McKenna both kind of laughed and she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, she, you know, she does lash extensions. So yep. of course you got to model the product, course, right? Yeah. And then it, we, we leave and we get in the vehicle and I was like, ah, I think Ron liked your lashes there. And McKenna said, no, he didn't. He just made a comment about the length of them. I don't think he liked them at all. And I was like, come to it's, think of it, you're right. Yeah. Instead of saying nice lashes, he just said long lashes. <laughs> he didn't say nice long lashes. He nope. didn't say, I like your long lashes. He just commented that they were in fact long. Yeah. Long lashes. And I was like, you got indirectly roasted by a stranger oh, man. once again. Wow. This has happened a few times to her recently. Yeah. Like the guy who thought she was at the lake for the, fi- the 50 plus singles mixer. <laughs> Again, that guy just didn't have any social skills. Like, what a manetti. But the concept of just, like, commenting on someone's look, just, like, pointing something out is so funny. Oh, yeah. It's uh, really... That's happened to me before. I'm trying to recall. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just a comment. Yeah, just your hair. That's it. Not... Yeah. You have nice... Yeah, there it is. Your hair. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's some hair you got there. That's some... That's some Ah. hair. Uh, quite a big dumper on you, hey? It's like the babies, you know, sure. when you have a new baby and uh, you don't... It's not that cute. ...think it's that cute. And instead yeah. of saying, oh, it's adorable, you're just, it's a baby. There it is. Look. Look. That is, in fact, a baby. That's your baby. <laughs> That's, And it's got some hair. You just say what? it really nicely. <laughs> like, if you say it that way, like, your hair. See, that's way better you're than right. your hair. If he said, long, long lashes. Long lashes. That would have like, been good, but just... Long lashes. Long lashes. Not good. <laughs> Ron. Ron. So funny. I'm going to start ronning people you all the time. You got Yeah. Ah, you're short. Thank you. I hadn't noticed before. No, we <laughs> don't roast here. We ron. <laughs> we ron yeah. people. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know if you saw this, but there is a an airline, a Turkish-Dutch airline called Corindon that's introducing an adults-only section in the planes. Ooh, what happens there? So just skin flicks on the TVs the whole time. Yeah, yeah, probably it's behind a curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the back room for Adults sure. Only. Yeah, dark lights, and you don't want to know what goes on there. Uh, but no, I was thinking about this, and I was like, that's an intriguing option. So for fifty bucks extra or something, they say you can have a sixteen plus section, and it means that you won't have kids in that. Oh, uh, okay. 
Uh, and I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. When I first heard about this, I was like, is this going to punish parents who have to bring kids on the plane? Because that's not fair because every parent has to do this at some point. It always sucks and I understand, but you know, this needs to happen. But then I got thinking about it and I was like, it's not really punishing parents to have a separate spot for the kids. In fact, it might even be better for parents because then you're going to have other parents close by to you. You guys are going to be handling babies in the same way. Maybe you can offer up suggestions or something for one another, almost or like parents in solidarity. Yeah. yeah. So would that actually be a decent thing to do? You're a parent, so I was very curious on what your take is on this. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. And as a, as a private company, I think they're within their rights to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And if people want to pay for it, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, the issue that I see is if suddenly part of the plane wasn't available to be booked by parents. Right. So that makes it, if, if we're talking about flights where, you know, it's often full. Yeah. And it's going to be more difficult to book a flight because you're traveling with kids because only half the plane is now available to, to you. Interesting. The other thing is, it's not just going to be families seated in the, you know, the, the, the free-for-all section. Right. There will be other passengers too. So, so I don't... it s- almost densifies that area. Of, yeah. Well, and like there will be, there will be, you know, Single adults flying there too, right? So right. I don't, uh, I don't. They're they're going to be just as annoyed if your kid's freaking out, it's whether true. they're sitting there or sitting in the back. So I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to it. I would just be frustrated if I like couldn't get on a flight because they're like, actually, there's only seats in the adults only section. And yeah, and they'd have to remedy that for sure because right now it's the same as yeah. You can't get a si- like a seat on a flight unless you want to pay the upgrade because that's mm-hmm. all that's left and that's frustrating. I wonder if there's almost a way of like roving it. So that it was just, you're grouped together, you know? So based on the number of parents, those parents are just grouped together. Mm-hmm. And Put then, them all at the back or something. Yeah, and then the other people are grouped. And so then it's just based on how many there are. And if there aren't any parents, then forget it. But That's not a bad idea. And I mean, there are already businesses that discriminate based on age, right? Like you, yeah. you, you 55 plus communities and stuff. So it's yeah, it's out there. Cause, and I think as a parent, I would probably actually prefer that, right? Knowing that you're, again, going to be with other parents. I think that would maybe ease your stress a little bit because mm-hmm. a plane for a, a parent, I, it's, it's, it just seems so stressful. Every time you see the parents and yeah. everything that goes on with trying to bring your kid on a plane, I always just feel for them. Especially when the kids are really little. Like yeah. my boys are at the age now where they're not a ton of work on the plane, but when they, when they were really little, you know. It's almost like, impossible. I always think like the people who are annoyed at the kid on the plane, it's way worse for the parent. Just oh, like absolutely. however frustrated you are, that parent is 10 times. That's exactly that, right? it. So, yeah. So I think maybe that would help parents to know that that was a thing. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So we're playing Noah Kahn's new single, Dial Drunk. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it or not. Great it, tune. It's so good. It sounds like this if you haven't. I don't listening for that I in the station. Drunk, oh. drunk, Good song. Did you know there's also a version with Post Malone? No. I didn't either. So this is something fairly new in the music business. When a relatively unknown artist has a hit song, mm-hmm. especially in the pop world, they'll re-release it shortly after with a feature from some massive artist. Interesting, And I've seen it happen a few times now. It doesn't really happen that often with the music that we play, but Noah Kahn, that song I think is big enough to cross over, right? Yeah. So it's like these big artists then hear the song and they're like, that's that's a good song. I should get in on it. It's basically then, like endorsing these 
the artists now being like, I'll put my name on it and then you'll see. That's a that's a nice way of looking at it. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's because interesting. it feels like the, the big artist is just hungry for another hit, hungry to have, you know, for more attention, more. So they like wait until somebody else has a hit. And then, then they exert their influence, right? Because if you're, uh. I mean, if you're an up and coming singer songwriter and you have a hit and one of the biggest artists in the world reaches out to you and says, can I collaborate with you? Do you really have a choice? No. Like to turn down that opportunity is to turn down the chance to really blow up. Although, yeah. A- and it's good for you, really. Like if somebody comes and asks you that, you're probably like, I could make so much more money with this if it becomes a global hit because of you. So, yes. And that's what Noah, I mean, Noah Khan said he was a big Post Malone fan. So yeah. he said he, it was a dream come true it's to work exciting. with him. And I believe it. But I mean, from the bigger artist's perspective, it seems really cheap, doesn't it? Like go get your own hit. A little bit lazy. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's... um. There's this Australian pop singer, the Kid Leroy. I mean, you yep. probably know some of his stuff if you heard it, but yep. um, that happened like twice with him when he started to kick off. He released a song, and then he re-released it with Miley Cyrus, and then his like biggest hit he released, and then re-released it with Justin Bieber. Hmm. So it just, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me because there's been some instances though where artists have said out loud like, "I would love to collaborate with this artist," and then that artist has gotten a hold of them and been yeah. like, "I'm down," and that's awesome. I think that's different if it's okay. an invitation, right? Yeah. But I wonder behind the scenes how much pressure even like, say you're a label mate mm-hmm. and your label comes to you and is like, "Hey, the biggest artist on our roster would like in on this hit." What do you say? Yeah. Right? If you, especially if you don't like them. I don't like him. <laughs> do you have a choice? Do I have to? Or yes, you do actually. It's probably the right business move to, yeah. to do it because then you're linked with this massive, massive artist. But yeah, yeah, it's like, mm. I don't know. It doesn't sit it right doesn't, with me. I, I'm hoping that it's all just, as you said, Noah Khan is a big Post Malone fan. So maybe that was said in an interview and Post Malone reached out. I hope it's happening that way. I agree. And not just some lazy ass that's like, nah, I don't want to write my own hit anymore. Yours sounds pretty good, though. That's, I'm on it. That's a great song. <laughs> uh, gives it to us, please. Give it, gives it to us, my Give love. it to me now. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I came across this article yesterday talking about silent sports. And I never really heard that term before, but it's sports like hiking, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, sports where you're kind of left without with your own thoughts, you know, kind of silent okay. sports, ones where you don't have to communicate with other people kind of solo sports mm-hmm. more or less as well uh, and that's kind of cool I like lots of those activities I do too so it's a neat thing to read about but the article was one of the most pretentious things I have ever <sighs> read in my life Beckler where was this article from it's from this oh, what's it called some publication oh out it's of, okay yeah it's not important I don't know it's gone somewhere um, but whoever it was, wrote it was pretentious it was Unbelievable, And they had this blog and I was like, I need to read more about this person and what's going on here because you can't even make this stuff up. Like it talks about how there's a growing number of people who prefer the outdoor activities known as silent sports, an array of outdoor aerobic activities that rely on self-propulsion, no noisy motors or fossil fuels needed. Hmm. You enjoy the peace and quiet of nature while sweating your guts out. Then it says, we're not vanity-driven gym rats, weekend warriors. They they just go on and on. (laughs) 
and they're basically putting down anybody who yeah. does not do the silent sports. You can enjoy your activities without crapping on other people. Right? right, you can. But as I read further into this article, I realized that they are basically writing a snobs bit for us. Like, the, the things that they started saying got so ridiculous. I was like, these are definitely silent sports snobs, but we don't have to write the lines. I can just pluck them out of this article. So we'll just play the snobs music so, and just read lines from the read article? Read these lines from the article. These are actually from the article itself, okay? Oh, no, I prefer sports that rely on self-propulsion. We don't need any noisy motors or disgusting fossil fuels to have our fun. You could say we're intense, but we're actually just more invested in our athletics. <laughs> we're not fair-weather athletes. We're out here no matter what. Unlike vanity-driven gym rats and weekend warriors. Mm, yes, it's not about the competition for us. It's about the exertion and all that fresh air we can wrap our lungs around. <laughs> this, this is literally in this article. Like, are you kidding me? Get your ass kicked. Holy crap, get your ass out of your own head. Your head out of your ass. No, we actually live outside. Look at my sinewy body and my sun-washed complexion. I'm literally glowing. That was actually in the article? They talked about how your body is sinewy and it glows and there's... Holy <laughs> man. Just, I need to... Oh, I hope you crash on your cross-country skis. <laughs> hope you take a tumble on your hike. You take your silly little <laughs> cross-country skis glasses and you get out of here. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.